Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome along to My Mate Bought a Toaster, the best of seasons four and five, which has been beautifully edited by Ralph Foster. So can we have an enormous shout-out to the wonderful Ralph Foster, uh, who has done this, gone through the last couple of seasons, and found the best bits. I know. (laughs) needle haystack anyone uh, on the show today it's really really cracking this all sorts of chat uh, macy adams going to be on mark watson uh nigel planer uh, and we're going to start things off with the fabulous tim key enjoy oh and i need a laugh there's a helping people with tom boss talking to these funny people he's asking what they find in the town stories can somebody yell another name of the show please my mate This is My Mate Bought a Toaster, and this week I'm joined by comedian, actor, writer, poet, superb beard wearer, terrible user of technology, Tim Key. So do you say welcome back at the start of each episode? Did I say welcome back just then? (laughs) What did I say? Yeah, you said it as if you'd just have taken a break, but actually you've you've probably taken about sort of uh, ten days. Well, yeah. When was was your last one? I'm, I'm hoping a week ago, but my editing is awful. Sometimes I edit and it takes this one, for example. This might be a four or five hour. So there might be a 10 day gap. I yeah. think it's a, I think it's something I've, I think my cheesy commercial radio life is inveigling its way into my podcast. Like sometimes I've accidentally said, hi, it's Tom Price here with you. Like, <laughs> A, who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's something you have to do on commercial radio all the time. Yeah. Do you ever accidentally say that was Eliza Doolittle? <laughs> Actually, it's Phil Collins, mate. Phil Collins is or or Bee Gees. Um, I do that in conversation. No, no, the only re- <laughs> I think the only reason I, was, I say Eliza Doolittle is because I think there was a serial killer on the loose once in um, Cumbria, mm. and um, I think they did the, like a news bulletin. I think I somehow found myself on BBC Radio Cumbria because I, I wanted to listen to the rolling news. Good. So he's sort of going, well, I mean, it's all a bit unclear, but it feels like he's sort of, you know, he's 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 killed someone and he's on the loose. Um, so we don't quite know. Um, and then it takes some calls and it'll be like, well, I don't know. But I mean, um, pff, it could be around here. I have no idea. And then he'd go, well, this is all terrible. I mean, someone's lost their life. This is Eliza Doolittle. <laughs> there's, nev- there's never a way. There's no, there's no change in tone. There's nothing you can do. Oh, God. It's basically I did a thing the other day. I was, um, uh, I said the other day, a few months ago now, I do a thing at the beginning of my show saying, oh, today is the uh, 14th of August and today is the day that X, Y, and Z. And I'll be honest, Tim, it's the first link of the show and I cut and paste it from Wikipedia. And it's literally just a, for getting me into the show, right? It's early doors. Yeah. No one's listening. It's fine, no. right? I yeah. did it on September the and I, and I use a very I use a very nice bed underneath it. It's very chirpy. Welcome to the day. And I had that bed going, as I said. And today is September the 11th, 2021. 
Oh. And you can probably see where yeah, this is going. I can Today's, see. That's a big the, anniversary as well. It's a big anniversary. It was, exa- it was 20 years. And that's why it was It was on Wikipedia. And I was like, it's the um, uh, 248th day of the year. Today is the Christian feast day of... And it's the 20th anniversary of life. <laughs> of an atrocity. Is Eliza Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> Bail you out. You can't stay angry with Eliza Doolittle. It's impossible with that surname because you sort of assume she's inherited an ability to talk to animals. Yeah. Um, all right, listen, we're going to start. Here's what we're going to do, Tim. You know the ruse. Uh, we're going to dive into your Amazon purchase history, right? Now, this is, uh, I, I've had a little look through and I'm thrilled because it's exactly what I would want. From- oh, it's what you're after. It's exactly what I'm after. It's the good stuff, mate. It's so well, I did that sort of thing of thinking. I think I've probably got some good stuff here for price, old price. Yeah. Um, now, should I just really carefully go through the whole lot and just check whether I've got some bad stuff for price as well? And uh, in the end, you just have to go, here's my password, you know, do your worst. Yeah, yeah. Teach Yourself Body Language by Gordon R. Wainwright. That is the first thing you bought. <laughs> yeah, well, I realised I wasn't doing any body language. <laughs> <laughs> You were physically mute with people. Yeah. You weren't Everyone else was doing so much body language, and I'm sat there stiff as a board. <laughs> I mean, is, 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 what is this, like semaphore? Can you now land planes? Is that what you've learned? Uh, no, I can't land planes, but um, I, know, I know why I bought that book. This is oh, because um, um, I was doing a show, I guess, in 2003. Was I? must have been. Is it 2003, yeah? <laughs> it's 2003, yeah, yeah. Nearly 20 years ago. I bet I bet it's sort of October, is it? It's absolutely October 2003. How did you guess? It's my life. I think, oh, that's, to be fair, yeah, to be fair. It is, it is your account. If anyone's going to guess, it, it had to be me. No, I think what's happened here is that um, I've, done an, I've done an Edinburgh show with Alex Horn and, 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 I, and I use the phrase I quite loosely there because mm. it's his Edinburgh show, a show called Making Fish Laugh. Yes. And I was his kind of assistant. This is a great podcast, by the way. This is straight into, like, a bit of my life. It's 20 years ago. Unbelievable. It's, it, this could almost work as a format. Yeah, you, you, you know it's a good format. I'm it's sorry. a good format. I'm, I am very... Um, I'm, for, I, I, I'm format cocky. I've got, I'm not going to lie to you. I am... Um, you, know you, know I mean? you know you've hit upon something here. I have landed on some feet. You've got yourself a format. <laughs> so, yeah, you really have actually. So he did a show called Making Fish Laugh, which was, you know, an honour to be in. He was like doing his first Edinburgh show, and I was his assistant, sort of sat behind him on a little desk with an uh, overhead projector and um, putting funny. acetates up. Oh yeah, was I remember quite... I, I was very funny. You put acetates up very funnily. Oh yeah, I, well, I did. This. I mean, it was mm. absolute busman's holiday for me. <laughs> so the acetates are flying up and. Um, Horn is sort of wearing his little suit and he's in his element. <laughs> and uh, we're in Edinburgh and, um, well, I don't know, like uh, it, went, it went pretty well and um, he got uh, nominated for the Perrier Award, as it was then. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think actually the idea was that we'd win it. <laughs> yeah, good plan, good <laughs> I think that was plan. The, I think that was the plan. It was the best newcomer. Mm-hmm. And then I think the idea was we sort of went to the... Um, the ceremony, and I think I do seem to remember his agent saying to him, "You've won," <laughs> but but it has to be the actual um, the organisers who tell you you've won, really, in the end. Right. So right. and did so they? He, no, they told us we didn't win. 
did you tell that. did you tell them that Horn's agent had told him he had? Because then they might have been like, oh, hang on, maybe there's been some cross wires. Yeah, of course. We um, you know, we 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 pushed it a little bit, but after a while, he realised that sort of Wayne Shepherd's holding the gong, and he's oh, kind Wayne of Shepherd. He was yeah. Gary Lestrange was very funny to be fair. It's very funny. It's very funny. Mm. But what I remember was um, the next day, um, he uh, Alex just sort of um, moving into um, you know overdrive and sort of he's very good at, i mean he's he's a, he's a man of action really and yes. he start he, he was starting to write his next edinburgh show immediately and his right. next show was about body language and uh so i think we were previewing for the the next year that september wow <laughs> are you kidding you were already horn's a madman that's you know, insane well you can't really you know you can't really fault horn i mean this guy is i don't know if you've been keeping up with him but he now um he How's now he has doing? a show called he's got ways well, he's, yeah. he's doing he's I mean, doing fine i assume he's now just working somewhere the normal life somewhere uh, you no, know no, this corners. guy is um this guy's this guy's doing Taskmaster, and he's he's very successful. Like, yeah, it's absolutely killing me. And he's been on this podcast. He's been on this podcast, and it hurts. I know he has. It, it hurts. Um, it it hurts, hurts me that he was on before me. It hurts. <laughs> oh, 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 all my days are so embarrassing. I don't remember buying all these silly little strange things. I swear, on my life, I was forced by my wife with an Abba pen knife that I bought on Abba. Wait, wait. Hello, this is my bit. Bought a toaster, and this week I have got a fantastic stand-up comic uh, who also has a fantastic haircut as well. It's got to be said, Maisie Adam. It's a great haircut. It's all right, isn't it? It's all right. And fair to say, you have, you know, you've been to America a bit. I know this because, again, actually looking at your, your Wikipedia, any other dramatic incidents happen to you in America that you're happy to talk about on the podcast? Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, those who do a, a dive deeper than Wikipedia, uh, <laughs> I have spoken about this mm. in my second Edinburgh show. Yes. Uh, uh, mainly because you need a good old hour to get right into it. Mm. But in a nutshell, mm-hmm. uh, when I was about in year eight, I went to, I'm, I'm going to contextualise it for you. When I was in like year eight, yeah. uh, drama class was cancelled and we were like, the teacher had written on the board, just go to the computers uh, and research Bertolt Brecht. Sure. So we went on the computers and obviously didn't research Bertolt Brecht. We were dicking about Googling each other's names, pressing Google image, pointing at it and going, ha, that's you. Classic. Great game. Absolutely Great brilliant game. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would always totally. be like some old PhD American person and yeah. you'd be like, ha, that's you. Yeah. Uh, sometimes a grave would pop up and you'd be like, ooh, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I Googled my name, press sure. Google sure. image. Yes. And a mugshot <laughs> of my mum and my dad from the 90s popped up. Uh, what did your friends do when they saw that? Or did you just quickly erase were, his shock? I was in shock. They were in shock. They were like, this must be a prank. And I read it and it it turns out that in like 1999, we'd been on a family holiday to Florida hmm. and uh, my mum and dad had put me to bed in the hotel room and then gone downstairs, like only a flight of stairs to watch a firework display by the pool yeah. uh, for my dad's 35th birthday, I think. Right. Uh, I woke up went walkabout, uh, couldn't get back into the hotel room because the door clicked shut behind classic, me. Classic, Somebody found me and made the really normal decision of not taking me to uh, reception, but instead ringing the police oh, to report a neglected child. They found you in the hotel and they rang the police? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah, I didn't God. like go walkabout and was on the, the streets. I was in the corridors and this woman was just like, no. oh, what, what's, what's up with you? And I said, oh, I can't find my mum and dad. She went, oh, 
neglected child, I'll ring the police. Get the cops on the go. And also the American police never knowingly overreact to stuff as well, famously. Exactly, they exactly. All, if anything, they, they underreact. So, that's it. That's it, Tom. And they had the really calm, yeah. nuanced uh, 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 response to, to this by um, deciding to put my mum and dad in a Florida jail for the night. <laughs> uh, Where were you? Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Surely, right? That's exacerbating the problem because you have, you have been separated from your parents. I wasn't neglected until they put them in jail. Right. <laughs> and then I was very neglected. <laughs> it's upsetting. Up until that point, I was just in a different room to my parents. <laughs> but crucially, in the same building as your parents. Crucially, in the same building. Uh, crucially, lovingly tucked into bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah also, yeah. you know, this was pre-other events mm-hmm, that have since mm-hmm. happened. Yes, uh, yes. So it was the 90s. Loads of people put the kids to bed and then walked off to watch a firework display. They mm. went to watch a firework display. They didn't, off, they didn't go off to go on a, a big sesh or a big night out. No, no. Um, so, yeah, that and that ended up sort of hitting the news because they had to... Uh, what happened to you when they went into prison for the night? I'm guessing social services. Oh my! Do you do you remember this? How, how old were you? No recollection. I was five years old. First I heard of it was when I was googling my name in front of oh. my mates in drama. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I wish I'd bloody googled Bertolt Brecht. Oh wow, fantastic. Okay, good. So, yeah, got um, home that night and was just like, um, Mum, I, I googled my name and I, I saw something today. And my dad just went, Oh no, <laughs> the internet has struck. Oh, well, that's it. Like the internet was not the thing it was when it happened. No. I think they just thought we'll tell her when she's like, you know, sixteen, seventeen, and, and old enough to read. Really- or when she needs her first or second hour. That's when we'll tell her because it's yeah, a great, that's yeah. a great Edinburgh show basis. When she didn't know what to talk about for a second Edinburgh show. That difficult second album, exactly. Um, also, weren't you tempted when you went to do Camp America? Weren't you tempted to say to your parents, "I'm going to go to America and look after kids"? Do you know what I mean? Riding online shops just like a roller coaster. Oh, don't it feel so fun when you're buying? The strange things online like books, weight sets, and posters. Come on, here, the best of the best of my mate, but a toaster. Uh, so, my guest tonight is very brilliant. If you're a fan of stand up comedy, you already love him. If you're a fan of uh, brilliant novels, available to buy here later on. Uh, you already love him. And if you're a fan of guests agreeing to come on the show at the last minute because they were here anyway, you're going to absolutely adore him. I mean, it's Mark Watson, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Hi. All right, let's find out what uh, you have got next, uh, Mark Watson. This is quite weird. Three <laughs> no, meter no. length crime scene, do not enter novelty barrier tapes. I so, accept this looks bad. Yes. Um, have you been trying to sort of shut off some roads to deal with traffic problems? Why have you, what have you got going on here, please? <laughs> You can't see unless you're close to the front, but it does say on the screen, currently unavailable. We don't know when or if this item will be in stock. So I think I'm probably the only person to have bought police tape from Amazon, because presumably if you are the police, there's other ways of getting it. They they can't be panic buying it hungover at midnight. It looks real enough. Doesn't oh, it, it? it? You could put that around a tree in a car and people would stop, which is quite a powerful thing. I'd quite stick a high vis jacket on. Yeah, it, I, 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 now I, th- I think what happened is I don't remember killing anyone. Uh, so I, uh, again, though, I've been drunk a lot. You should look um, under that circus book, then you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, not on purpose. What I think happened is my uh, sisters and parents are into murder mystery parties, that sort of business, which, again, I don't know how specific a a thing this is. Who here has done a a murder mystery party? It can't be that uncommon. Well, lots. People are at least aware of the idea. So you get given a character, 
you're called, you know, the, the Reverend Fortescue or something for the night. You have to dress as a vicar. Yeah. It's weird because it's your own parents. <laughs> um, <laughs> my parents and family go in for this quite a lot. So I think, and again, I don't remember the purchase, mm. but I, I can only imagine that one Christmas, which is when these things normally happen, we just went hard for this and I bought um, <laughs> police tape. That's, the, that's at least... The only explanation I can think of, which it doesn't cast me in a worrying light. I've never, I've never done one of those. Is it actually any good? Or it looks pretty excruciating. It looks like a slightly crap Midsummer Murders thing. Or is it actually fun? I think you've got to really like the people you're doing it with. The it's, people you're killing. The people you're killing. Mm-hmm. It's fun within it. Like we did one, maybe the last time it was two years ago. And my dad, who's a very undemonstrative man, was the murder victim. <laughs> so it said on his card something like, start talking about the weather and then die. And um, if your dad is anything like me, it is quite fun to see him say, my dad's a chemistry teacher, he's never had any ambition to be an actor. Um, been very warm, hasn't it? Ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> right, either this is acting or, he, or the old man really is dying here. Um, so that's the thing. In an atmosphere of trust and love, yeah. but what you don't want to do, I think, is be invited to one with people you don't know that well, and then the whole night you have to pretend to be an American film director going, ah, that's weird you said that, because... Yeah. I thought you said, because that's how it works, you get given a... You have to do an accent. Yeah, but no Uh. one can do them, so you all feel like dicks, which again is fine within the family, but you don't want to be meeting someone for the first time, but you're pretending to be an Irish it girl or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Um, So yeah, I think like a lot of uh, themed parties, uh, the more you like the people, the more fun it is. I do not recommend going to a murder mystery party if, if you don't really know the other guests. Okay, good. There's some life advice for everyone here. Okay, fine. Uh, moving on. Oh, lovely, Mark. Lovely. Yeah, so... You've bought 100 toddler tunes and rhymes. Uh, now, this is... This is Mark Watson. We've seen Mark Watson, the murderer. We've seen him be... <laughs> Massive book buyer. Oh, nothing that- Nothing uh, makes you let off a murderer more than when you find out he's once had a toddler, yeah. Um, <laughs> and now, now you've bought the Toddler Tunes DVD. This is so, lovely, I mean, but also probably infuriating because these songs are earworms. Yeah, you'll have been rummaging around in the Amazon history, obviously, and you'll, you'll see there's a point about 2010 to 2012 when I stopped buying fun stuff like police tape <laughs> or, or uh, basically anything enjoyable. I nearly said some other examples of fun stuff. I won't in the end. Uh, and uh, instead start buying uh, awful things like this. So this was a DVD of, and the clues in the title, no fewer than 100 toddler tunes. Yeah. And when you, when you find something like this, you'll know if you've got kids that your kid takes to, then you'll just stick it on all the time to buy you seven minutes a day of release from your servitude. But the trouble is, if they get too into it, you're hearing these hundred tunes every day for what feels like the rest of your life and multiple times as well. So there'll be tunes on there that I will never be able to forget that that will be playing in my head when I do die. Oh God, a selection of favorite songs and rhymes, old and new, accompanied by colorful illustrations for children under five. Okay, let's see if the audience sing along as we go. Includes the wheels on the bus. Everyone knows the wheels on the bus. Sort of funeral dirge there. Well, actually, this is interesting. There's more than one tune being sung here. I think there might be alt versions of the wheels on the bus it here. Like, oh, it's like a, a dead clown. Being... <laughs> yeah, the dead clowns on the bus on go. The bus. Um, That's the thing. I tell you what, one thing you learn from that song, a bloody lot happens on the bus. <laughs> My God. Oh, it, it goes on. It goes, it goes, goes on. on. If you're singing it, in a, you know, some of you will have had toddlers 
and you have to take the, you don't have to, but for, for idiotic reasons, you take them to a singing group where you all have to sing these songs oh, while God. bobbing the tip. And, and the wheels on the bus, Christ almighty, you just think it's over. You've done 37 verses and yeah. then some mum called something like Chloe and by something like, I mean, almost certainly Chloe <laughs> says, oh, what about the, the number plate of the bus goes A, B, four, five, and then you all have to fucking do that. I, <laughs> Some of my darkest moments of early parenthood were going to a singing group where, for a start, I was often the only dad, so everyone else is a mum, and they can normally all sing. Yeah. And then, it's fine if it's the wheels on the bus or something you know, but sometimes there's some song called, like, I, was, I went on a pirate ship, and there's, oh, again, God. 19 verses, and you're like, what the hell and is this? And there's just one bass voice in the room. Yeah, and, and all, all the rest of them you. are going, and when we were pirates, because they come every bloody week, but you're new. So you're like, right, I don't know this pirate thing. I've got the only man's voice. I'm in enormous trouble here. And your kid every now and again glances up at you as if to say, why is daddy not singing? Is daddy an outcast in this group? <laughs> My daddy must hate me. Um, the Grand Old Duke of York, are we fans of that one? There'll be no one that hasn't suffered that or something. Not great. I tell you what, these guys, guys at the front seem as if they've been in Latitude longer than just Thursday. I would, I would really love it if the first song of Latitude 2021 was an audience singing the Grand Old Duke of amazing. York. amazing. You won't get Supergrass playing that. I'll be surprised. <laughs> There's a hole in my bucket. Now, this is... A, that is a favourite. I tell you what, these guys absolutely got everything in their repertoire. Very nice. Let's, can we find more? Can we really stretch these people? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Polly put the kettle on. Oh, that's no challenge for them. <laughs> it's amazing because they're singing it. They're like chanting like football fans, but the songs are all toddlers' nursery rhymes. Yeah. Three blind mice. <laughs> and many more. That's it. You've done it. Well done. You've sung all the ones on the list. Uh, so that is... Oh, shame. They were looking, just do a podcast looking for where more. we sing kids' songs. I'm well up for that. A uh, hundred favourite toddler tunes. Well, by virtue of that, there's got to be 94 more. Strap in. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's my Maybot Toaster. Hello, welcome back to the final episode of the series. Oh, sad times, sad times. Uh, luckily, though, it's good news because I've got a fantastic guest who I've been hounding for ages and she's finally joining me on the show. Uh, it's the wonderful Izzy Sutty. Hello, Izzy, how are you? 
Hello. I think I, I think this is the most rescheduled any podcast I've ever done. Is that a record is. for me? I'm thrilled with that. <laughs> yes. Not because I didn't want to do it, just because things kept coming up, didn't they? Then I had the super cold and I was like, mm. I think I texted you and said I sound like I'm underwater. Mm. And I think it's important not for, for no one to listen to you when you sound that bad. I hate sounding. Oh. It's, there's nothing worse when you put the radio on and you hear, I'll tell you who does it, Jeremy Vine does it. He'll have a cold and he'll power through. And it's like, mate, you sound horrific. You may feel okay, but to listen to, it's not a pleasant experience. Oh, There's a really interesting uh, load of purchases that you've made. Um, again, October, 23rd of this October. This is so weird. What happens in October that, go on. Well, I just think, I don't know. You tell, you tell me if you can spot a theme to these three DVDs. Okay. See if you can tell okay. me there's a common link. So first of all, we've got uh, Peep Show Series 7. Okay, Series okay. 7, right. Series 7. Then we've got Whites by Alan Davis on DVD. <laughs> and then we've got Walk on the Wild Side, series one. So, what? Oh, gosh, if only I could work out what is the common yeah, thread. Yeah, so weird. Is it that one begins with P, one begins with W, and that two begin with mm-hmm. W? And- that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. There. Okay, fine. Well, we'll just move on in that case. Um, uh, so, what exactly is going on here, please? Right, so what? So I've appeared in all those things. Oh, the question, there it is! Yeah, the question is, <laughs> why? Why have I bought? Because I, well, do you know what? I don't really ever watch things I've been in. I find, especially Peep Show, because it's so intense to watch, because it's just, in you know, intensely filmed. I sometimes just can't watch myself on it. And um, sex scenes as well. I can't watch sex yeah, scenes Yeah, like yeah, them. it's full oh. on to, yeah. So what, but maybe I want this, so this is before everything was available on demand. I can only think that I wanted to add things that I'd done to, to the library of DVDs in case I ever, I ever felt like, but I don't know why I would have bought Walk on the Wild Side, because that's sort of for kids and I didn't have children then. Um, How often, because you played, uh, it's a pretty iconic role, Dobby and Peep Show. How often do you get the old recognised bit with that? Um... Not as much as I used to. It, it mm. used to get, it was quite full on at one point and it was a bit much. And then I sort of used to think, haven't you heard my Radio 4 material? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I only ever get recognised for Beep Show, which I absolutely loved doing. Can um, I just stop you there? I'd love to do a song for you. No, they've gone. They've gone. Unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it a cappella. I don't want <laughs> a guitar. Has anyone got a guitar, guys? <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah. Uh, well, what happens now is... I do get recognised now and again and that it's not necessarily, it's sometimes are you Dobby, but sometimes it's are you Izzy or so then I sort of think you might have seen me on something else. But it is a bit weird having joined something that's such a cult thing and it being so iconic and joined it when it was already really up and running as well. Um, yeah. as quite a, you know, as a kind of strong-willed character who was a girlfriend for one of the main very beloved beloved actors in it you know beloved so, beloved yeah. um yeah but it was a, what a lucky first job to get really I'd only first done a few job I didn't that was your first job well I'd done a thing about Mary Shelley which was very low budget and doesn't even appear on my IMDB which is my first telly job where we had like real wine and one real chicken to do these <laughs> takes <Ooh. laughs> it feels like a bit of a fever dream but um it was real um and Shelley was played by Kilroy's nephew I seem to remember hang anyway, on hang on Robert Kilroy's silk off of Breakfast TV in so, the 90s yeah Kilroy's nephew played Shelley 
Shelley. I played Mary Shelley. Um, a girl called Mary, who I'm still very good friends with, who I love, played my sister. And it was about the history of Shelley. And it was BBC Two. And it has disappeared into the ether. And if anyone knows where it is, I'd love to see it. It's called The Trouble With Love. I really would love that on my show reel. So that and was you, my uh, first telly job. And you were yeah. playing who? I was playing Mary Shelley, but it was Great. all improvised. So it was one of those things where, you know, they have historians kind of going, Shelley was born mm. in blah, blah. Then it will cut to a reconstruction. Yes, love that. But, uh, but we had real wine and a real chicken. And they sort of said, we can only, we've got to get this done in one take. Because, oh my God. Um, yeah, it That's was. dangerous. That's so dangerous. So just so anyone listening, yeah. if you do bump into Izzy Sutty on a, on a train or whatever, do go up to her and say, oh my God, are you Mary Shelley? Because that would make Please, your day. Please, yeah. Are you Mary Shelley? Did you play Mary Shelley? And <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Twitter and Instagram At Toaster Pot is the main way trying to jam It's simple like a sunny film with cheese and ham At Toaster Pot, at Toaster Pot, at Toaster Pot I swear it's not a scam, I think It's Jason Manford, hello Jason How are you? I'm alright mate, how are you? Just, yeah fine, other than having to like reset my password And you know, the, the Because it's just, Amazon's just, it's just on your On everything isn't it, you don't have to re get in there and oh it's just a nightmare so yeah I'm yeah. already on the back foot with this because I'm already thinking oh god what am I this for <laughs> why am I doing this I mean you've, you know things are going well for your career you don't need this podcast Jason you don't need this no mate. I just I thought you did if I I'm do. honest so I, really, I just thought I really do um, can I also can I also check up how long are you going to have Tom Price's a knob as your Amazon password I, th- I, th- I think I might keep it yeah yeah okay. I think I might keep it uh, the fact that I've got now text all the children and my wife and everyone and go, this is the new password. I've just changed it. <laughs> it's this. <laughs> 2017, 234 orders again. So again, absolutely loads of stuff being bought here. Um, there's all sorts of things. Um, just jumping into random, random stuff. You've got a Elite 99 detangling hairbrush comb. Not for me. Not for you, mate. But that was obviously an age where, in fact, I think that was... So this is something that all divorced dads will sympathise with, mm-hmm. um, and this uh, with daughters anyway. Is that there is a point where you no longer have your wife to um, do their hair, right? And you're by yourself, and you're like, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to do girls' hair. Mm-hmm. I've never had girls' hair. Yeah, and my wife already did it when I was married. And now I didn't really think this through. Cut it short. Give them an undercut. Mentioned not yeah. uh, followed through okay. um, so I actually ended up uh, doing a hair like a little hair course um, at the local um, uh, hairdressers there's like a girls hairdressers in uh, like a kids hairdressers in uh, where I live yeah. and I just went in and said you couldn't just teach me how to so I did like three 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 lessons or four lessons um, an hour each and she just yeah she just taught me how to do all the little French braid little uh, oh, little plait yeah so I was alright <laughs> I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like a pointless dad. That is adorable. <laughs> that is so beautiful. So was there a moment then when you were doing it by yourself for the first time and you felt did you feel that kind of oh god the divorced dad awful guilt horror? Yeah, totally. Oh, and then I just thought oh, I'm going to sort this out and I just I was I just, just it just occurred to me as I was going past the hairdressers I thought yeah, I'm going to do that. What, I might what, I wonder if they'll do that. And yeah. What did they say in the hairdressers they must have loved that. Loved it. Loved it. Like proper, yeah. we had a good laugh as well. And uh, they were, no, they were great actually. And um, and it was sort of, I mean, I probably could have done it on YouTube, and but, you know, but I just thought, you know what, it's just better in it, someone teaching you how to do it. Why isn't that a thing? Why isn't that I know, more this of a be, thing? If I was, I'd have a, a little side hustle if I was uh, hairdressers yeah. of teaching dads how to, how to do plaits. 
Such a good idea. Definitely think. Jason, yeah. you, you, got, you have good ideas. You have sparks, right? And I know, you, but, right? But here's the thing about you. Like, loads of comics and loads of creative people have these great ideas and they disappear as the car journey continues. You actually follow through on them. I do. You actually <laughs> do, sense. though. You I do. Because <laughs> I would have that idea, but I would never find myself in the salon for, for one hour, let alone three. <laughs> God, I love that. I bet that came in handy during lockdown, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Still got those skills. Amazing. Amazing. Ballet bun, anyone? Ballet oh, bun? Come on. Come on. Come, come on over. Oh, so good. Um, okay. All right. I'm feeling like we might have done 20, uh, 2017. I haven't looked through every page because there's... No. There's just so many pages. Jeez. Yeah, I think so. I think there's, you know, it was the it was the year of the Fitbit. I remember that. There's a few of them Fitbits yeah. that we bought. Oh, yeah. For the kids as well, or just us. for you? Bit of both, mm. bit of both, and a lot. I get a lot of fitness stuff. You know, like the I can see I bought a uh, uh, an aerobic bouncer. You know, the sort of mini trampoline. Oh my god! Uh, like a grown-up's trampoline. Yeah, but like like a mini one that no one else can go on. It's not. <laughs> there's no fun involved. That's trampoline. Um, that's just. That's just. It's so ridiculous. The idea of these kids like who's out in the garden. It's just my dad on this trampoline, and it's just I you, know. solemn face going up and down yeah. on a trampoline. <laughs> hey, well, what I'm going to do now, Jason? I'm going to I'm going to cool. dive into 2020. Okay, we're oh. going to go into we're going to do like a lockdown special to finish I'll off. Never hear, yeah, yeah, before the end of the oh, show. I'll tell you what. Go to um, page page 25. I'm on twenty. I'm on twenty-five. Oh, there you go. go All right, scroll down a little bit, yeah. and you will see suddenly some yellow t-shirts there. Yeah, what's with the yellow t-shirts? I yeah, I went past them because they didn't really make right. sense. What is it? If you have a look closer, that is Borussia Dortmund, okay, um, yeah. and some glasses, some pint glasses, and some. T- Basically, there was no Premier League. There was no football, yes. but the German league started first. <sighs> yes. The German started up, and so me and my friends, as you can see yeah, there, you put it for I, Steve Edge. I actually dispatched it to Steve Edge <laughs> and myself. And uh, me and Steve, uh, yeah, became Dortmund fans Amazing. for uh, a few months so we could actually follow <laughs> follow football. That is as, as, that's probably as close as you'll ever get to supporting Klopp, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Wow. So you, desperate, you, you were so desperate for football in your life. <laughs> <laughs> you became Borussia Dortmund fans. I love that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Vitamins B and C and D Get it for myself, for my health, on the cheap Gotta stay in shape, I'm so lazy Prime online, next day delivery um, Also, 13th of July, 2021 You've bought a Shiwi, the Pitch and Trek female urinal The travel yeah. urinal No Great shame news. here Absolutely No shame not. here no, no, uh, no. Latitude Festival I've done it yes. once before Very, very lovely festival You get to it perform is. there And then you get a nice free ticket, which is lovely mm. um, And I've done it the last time and it was fine, but I had to keep, listen, between friends, Tom, once I go for a wee. No one else is listening. It's just you and me. Yeah. Once yeah. I go for a wee, I'm, yeah. I'm nonstop. I have to keep going. Once oh, yeah, breaking seal, the seal. Breaking yeah, the seal. once the yeah, seal's yeah, broken, yeah. I've got the bladder of a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so that's fine normally if you're at a bar because the most inconvenient thing you have to do is keep getting up and going to the loo. When oh. you're at a festival and you've queued to get a good bit, you know, in the, in the crowd to see the headline act, yeah. and you keep needing a wee, Ugh. it's a lot to keep going, excuse yes. me, excuse me, excuse oh, me. Oh, it's a sorry. whole thing as well. Excuse and you, um, you do that thing where you tell yourself, I'm, I'm okay, I'm all right, I'm fine, yeah. don't worry about it, I'm okay. Yeah, and yeah. you realise that that voice has got loud. I had this the other day, I went to see it, I went to, I went to the premiere, check me out, of, uh, of Pam and Tommy, you know, the sex oh, tape yeah. thing. It's fucking shit. Absolute shit. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I sat there need, desperately needing a week. There were free drinks, free water. Ah, I just got stuck in. Fatal. And the entire second episode, 
it, it, it's the volume element. It's the fact that your your brain's going, no, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. You need, you don't need a way. You don't need it. And you're just like, I can't ignore this anymore. It's horrible. It's horrible. You yeah. try everything. You try thinking of dry things. I was just, I was stood there. <laughs> honestly, I was stood there waiting for Solange. And I was wait, I was just thinking of crackers, ravitas, sand, <laughs> sedimentary rock. Yeah. It wasn't helping. It wasn't helping. Yeah. And eventually you got to go. And then you've got to go, come all the way back going, sorry, excuse me, sorry, sorry. And it's all these people oh. that, like you, have been queuing for ages to get a good bit yeah. and you're you're just there. Uh, and most headliners do a set of like, you know, an hour and a bit. So Well, there's always that moment when you're watching a headliner, someone you've waited ages to see. When you, For me, it's three or four songs in and I just kind of go, yeah, I've got this now. This is great. <laughs> oh, done. no, I love it. I love it. I'm so done. I decided that for the next thingy what i would buy was a shiwi i'd heard the rumors that they were very very good can you just do it there and then can you just oh, yeah, so it's like a little like pink um uh a mold that fits very nice around your lady bits okay uh and means there's no spillage and mm. i bought that and then i bought i'll show you it actually hang on oh okay she's up this is, this is now called doing a Tim Key. I bought this long black coat, which is basically like a flasher mac. Wow, you've got a piss coat. Yeah, it's basically a pissy coat. So oh I bought it, it's floor length and it's very light. So I'd yeah. have it rolled up in my bag and yeah. then I'd get it out, do all the poppers up, right? So I look like <laughs> Inspector Gadget. And then you can just get your shiwi out. You wee into this is so gross, but you wee oh, no, into an empty plastic cup, mm. and then crouch down yeah. as if oh I've just dropped something. Whoops, and, Daisy! And you just yeah. gently pour it onto the grass. Right, right, and, and, and it'll get nicely absorbed. You know, it's not like you're doing this on concrete. You're doing this no. on the grass. No, off it it's goes. It's the grass. I mean, mm. you've probably stood in worse things. If you're exactly. standing in my wee at latitude, then yeah. you've got away lightly. To be honest. I once um, had a whole pint of piss thrown on the back of the, back of my head at Glastonbury. That's so, it. That's it. I remember going to see nice. the strokes in Doncaster and people were just throwing piss everywhere. Yeah. Whereas what we need is more people wearing a floor-length Mac yeah, that's and then the key for gently me. crouching down to sort of... Mm. <laughs> I mean, You sort of stand there looking like a henchman. That's yes. the problem. You look like there's a sort of Nazi vibe to it. The feeling of gently pouring out your wee onto the grass is quite... Um, yeah. Quite quite interesting as well. Um, right. So did that uh, at the last latitude. It worked very well. Chemical yeah. Brothers, I wanted to get right to the front and I mm. did. And then I just needed to do one nice big wee. I mean, bloody hell, it was like nearly filled the pint glass. But uh, Right. Did you have a little, like a sort of piss in the mosh pit? Is that how it worked? Oh, God, no, no. It wasn't you that pull yourself off forward. to the side. No, and, no, no, right, no right, it wasn't right, that far right. forward. But you right. know when you're like between the sound desk and the... Yeah. Um, so so yeah. you're not in the in the midst of it. But yeah. if you try and go to the loo, there's no way you're getting back. It's a useful skill to have as well for when you get older and it's no longer festivals, but just going to the shops. Just going to shops, yeah. Listen, Whatever it is. I heard a lot of chat about she-wees and I thought, oh, don't be ridiculous. And then I bought one and I think it was great. Okay, great. <laughs> Patreon, Patreon. I start the interview today with a real gush. See if you can detect the moment when I start gushing at my guest. Um, so this was a real privilege. Here is your Nigel Planer episode. We're going to go back to 2011, and it seems that the first thing you bought, uh, read and write Hindi script. Yeah. Devnagari script, yeah. Yes, okay. Why? So what's going on here? Um, 
I I um, decided to learn Hindi, and I went to class. Yeah. I was at it, ooh, a few years, and I got not like hmm, – not like a, a European language, which I'm not bad with. I'm currently learning Spanish online, right. and and I can speak that. You could say, well, I can say that. I can even read it, and you you, you can make progress quite fast. But with Hindi, it's so complicated um, that progress was slow. But I I really enjoyed the challenge of keeping up with the class and learning. You know, the alphabet's different. It's not just the alphabet's different. It's the whole way of of phrasing things is different. The verbs at the end. Right. I've had a, a long um, fascination with association with I- I Indian culture history. Right. I, I first went there a bit disastrously in 1973 uh, when I was uh, just coming up to 20. Why was it a disaster? Um, I got very sick. Oh. Um, I went away. I didn't have any money. I went overland on my own uh, through um, Turkey, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan. Yeah. And um, I was away for about six months. The disaster was I didn't tell my parents. What do you mean? Um, Where you were going? Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, was, that was a bad thing to have done. So what did you say to your parents? Did you just disappear? Did you run away? Uh, nothing. Yeah, I, I went. Wow. I just got a duffel bag and... That is extreme gap hearing. A little bit of money, but not really enough, and, and ended up in India, and I got sick. I got as far as Varanasi, mm. and I then came back overland as well. Very sick. Right. Lost much weight. I was under... I think it was about seven stone, <sighs> and I'm six foot three. Bloody hell. Got very sick. I went to a hospital of tropical diseases for a long time, and um, gradually got better. Do you, do you think you were that ill when you were there? Then it was almost near death. You were that you were that poorly when you had the. Uh, not at that point, I wasn't. Right. But by the time I got home, I was. Yes, I hit the jackpot in um, in the hospital of tropical diseases mm, mm. for malabsorption. Where you you this was my initial comedy routine actually in the in the comedy store. The first time I went on my own, not in the double. All tragedy leads to comedy. There you go. Yeah, but this is you know it was that back then as it is still today. Any comedian I know, something goes wrong, we all say to each other, "Mate, it's a good Edinburgh show next year." It's it's, <laughs> it's the way it works. It's the way it works. Yeah, I suppose so. I never got to do. A- Good Edinburgh show, but I suppose I, I, you know, Neil the hippie. If you look in the um, opening titles of the young ones, there's a there's a picture of him in the university library, leaning on his his um, the palm of his hand, asleep yeah. in yeah. in the in the university library. And behind him on the wall, it says um, School of African and Asian Studies, ah. which is where I I I went to the School of African and Asian Studies. Um, this is before I went to India. I was already interested in the Eastern cultures, mm. and um, we made Neil a, a failed student at the School of African and Asian Studies, as I was, because I dropped out. I never completed that course. Right. Well, of course, go, but going around uh, India in the seventies, you're going to see a fair few Neils, aren't you? There was a there was a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and I was a bit of one myself. I mean, again, it's a, a making an alter ego. You base. A fair bit of it on your own 
flaws, rather like that that Neil Innes line, you know, I've suffered making this music. Now it's your turn. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta spice up your life in the bedroom. How about you go online and buy a sexy costume? Love it at this age doesn't have to be doom and gloom. Oh, it's time you felt so fine, you buy a sexy costume. All right, we're going to move on ahead now, Tim Key, 2005. And yep. uh, we've got just one purchase again, 13th of September. Uh, we've got Jeeves and Worcester, the complete series with, of course, Fry and Laurie. And there's no kind of, why did you buy this with this? Is there? I don't feel like I've particularly caught you in a snare no i wasn't sort of you know i wasn't trying to you know buy it to burn it or anything like that it's it's as simple as as, as you outline i yeah. bought that to watch it because i like it <laughs> this is where the format falls down <laughs> no i don't fair. think so i think it's there's room for everything i think this is where the format falls up if you know if you're gonna if you're trying to sell this show i mean I need this to do was I need to do that this is a this is what you're trying to do you're you're meeting these guests these um you know preeminent um folk and what you're doing is is you're you're pulling the um, pulling the rug on them a couple of times, yeah. you're uh, you know you you're making them you know dance about, you're you you're holding a mirror up to them, but also you're saying you know here's a bit more sort of wholesome stuff. You like yeah. this, yeah. and there's no shame in that, Tom. Um, there's no shame in it at all. It's and a also balance. What, what I can do as well, which I love doing, is I can crowbar in. I knew this would become a meta episode. Yeah. I can crowbar <laughs> in. This is the yeah. key factor. I can crowbar in a, a kind of, well, you know, Jeeves and Worcester, Fry and Laurie, of course, uh, famous for being footlights. And, of course, you oh. were part of that world. And suddenly, here's a bit of biography. It's very clever. For that, I think I'm going to turn my light on. Here we go. Love this. That has made, that has made, and I cannot emphasise this enough, absolutely think- no difference at all. <laughs> No so difference what is, at all. So what is it then? I don't know what it is. Like you've, you're very, you've got a very crisp. You're probably yeah. using an external camera. No, no, I've got, a, I've got a skylight. That's what's yeah. doing this. So it is the brightness. Oh, okay. well, yeah. Um, so do, do you want to ask about that? Yeah, I mean, so, so you know, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a more eloquent way of doing it. Uh, no, fuck it. Yeah, so um, Fry and Laurie went to Cambridge. So uh, they were in Philips. So were you? There you are. You can do two sentences, please. They can be um, long. Okay. So yes, I. Well, I first got into comedy by um, doing the Cambridge Footlights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's um, a, I suppose, um, the interesting thing about my path into it was that I didn't study at Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Um, you I had a bit of rough in the Footlights, were you? I was the rough, mm-hmm. yep. And I, I'd sort of found myself living in Cambridge, just outside Cambridge, because... Um, that's where I'm from, and uh, I just sort of marched in and pretended I was at Cambridge, and uh, did an audition, and got into the got into their little sketch troupe. So, so on a sort of technical level, I don't want to get into the the uh, the small print of the Footlights, but that's fine, right? They don't need you to be a member of the university to join the Footlights, or did you, you just know, lie? What's interesting is I think that on a on a technical level, um, yes, you do actually need to be going to Cambridge, and so I did have oh. to. Yes, I did have to present a um, a slightly um, fictitious version of, of of events. I said I was studying um, a PhD in the works of Nikolai Gogol. <laughs> did you really I did, do this? I, I did an audition, and <clears throat> you had to write down your email. And so, obviously, the people before had all written their emails. Yeah. And I'm looking at these emails, and they are they're pretty. You know, they they follow a certain format, mm. but they all have the phrase "cantab." 
<laughs> right. And that Cantab isn't like a pre-runner to Tiscali or anything. No. Like this is this is something yeah, else. This is very on brand sort of, yeah. you know, Cambridge University stuff. I think dot AC dot UK, if I remember. <laughs> oh, it's just shit. there were so many of them. And shit. then suddenly I'm sort of um, you know, writing down <laughs> you know, Tim Tim Key twenty four happy <laughs> PT internet. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look right. And but, then they said, um, I think they questioned me on it as well. And I said, yeah, I haven't had my email. My email hasn't come through yet. Nice. Which, you know, is a phrase that sounds like it's uh, plausible, but actually doesn't really mean anything. No. And then, um, yeah, got the, got the gig and sort of laid low. I was sort of living living a double life where I was like um I was I was a um what is that thing called a temp I was a temp yeah so I was I was working in the day and then I'd get on my bicycle yellow and I'd oh. cycle down the hill to the sort of university bit of Cambridge this and is... pile into the um you know rehearsal room because obviously they would rehearse in the evenings after they'd done all their lectures and things like that yeah and so I was sort of doing my sort of um, normal kind of townsfolk. Um, you were town and gown. I was town How? and gown. Oh I was town God. and gown. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you please write yes. a film? Can you write a film called Town and Gown about this part of your life? Because I find that double life fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I can't really explain how little I'd like to watch a film called Town and Gown. <laughs> how about you? Would you be? Would you? Would you be? <laughs> if I had royalties on it, mate, yeah, I'd fucking watch it. If I had, if I had well, what end action? Why don't you call your um, your TV version of My Mate Bought a Toaster, Town & Gown? Fine, okay. Get out of the line. Well, yeah, so so that was it. So I'd like I'd, I'd maraud into this this um, this second part of my life, the gown part, yeah. and, um, you know, be sort of writing sketches and stuff like that. The um, the directors were then, I think they were, they were on to me. They said, can we meet? When they cast me, they said, because we did, like, auditions, which were sort of partly kind of writing sessions as well to see who could who would be best at making this show. Yeah. And then they said, okay, we're going to put your... Um, thanks for everything over the last two weeks. We're going to put a letter in your pigeonhole to let you know whether you're in. And uh, Where's your pigeonhole? Where's the... Were you like, what's the pigeonhole? Well, I was doing a lot of body language when they said that, I must say. Oh, I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mate. Oh, it that is part one of the best of my mate bought a toaster seasons five and six make sure you're subscribing make sure you're rating and reviewing and following us on our toaster pod and all the bits and bobs and uh, i'll be back next week with another best of see you then oh i bought so many embarrassing things pink cds and a toddler that's it 